music. 24 hours a day. We play the hits. Other stations still have buttons to play. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. With Alan Moore. Just about. So here we go again. I'm sorry about that, folks. Uh, for some reason, they had put on the wrong microphones. There you go. So again, once more, good evening all. I'm Alan Moore and welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. We have an awesome show lined up for you this evening, an hour of absolute sports power. And you know what? You are going to enjoy it because, of course, we'll in just a moment, we'll have the Andes talking about Team Russia and the outlook for tomorrow's match with Slovenia, of course, is down in the People's Garden down in lovely Ljubljana. And, of course, the return of the Russian Premier League and the English Premier League as well next weekend. And in part two, we're going to go to gorgeous Galway and speak with a very good friend of ours, Virgin Media's Irish sports correspondent. He's also their face of the UEFA Champions League coverage, Jonathan Higgins. He's going to talk about Ireland's turning point out in Baku. Uh, the Saudis buying Newcastle. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Oil being sent to <laughs> cover the coals in Newcastle. And of course, his being the face of the Champions League coverage. And then of course, in part three, we have the big fat Filthy quiz. Of course, we have back in the studio once again. I'll, I'll say this one thing. Um, one of our very first guests in our first show here in April 2017 was Andrew Flint. How does it feel to be back? Like, I was actually sitting, kind of, actually, I was sitting to your right. Yeah, I was sitting Absolutely. over here. Yeah. And the time when we went the first call and the first show, I mean, I spoke with you from here. So, I mean, how does it feel to be coming back to the, uh, well, birthplace of the original Capital Sports? Place. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very strange to be back here, but it makes such a difference when you don't have to worry about the lag on the phones and you're actually looking face-to-face at the man himself. So, no, it's brilliant to be back. I know, it makes it easy. And, folks, you know, people say, like, you know, if you work hard for because, of course, this came about from a conversation with uh, our boss here in January uh, 2017 when I said, you might need a sports show. And it came from there. So people say that, like, you know, your dreams come true, nightmares come true as well. So <laughs> I haven't yet decided where capital sports all these years later is a dream or a nightmare. OK, so a uh, quick roundup of news before we go on to talk about Russia, uh, the Russian football team. Uh, in Formula 1, Max Verstappen, he took second place in Turkey behind Valtteri Bottas. Um, Lewis Hamilton was fifth, meaning that Mr. Verstappen goes top of the Drivers' Championship. There are six races left. Uh, the next three are in the Americas, in US, in Texas, then Mexico City and Sao Paulo. Then they go back to the Middle East. In rugby, yes, in rugby, World Cup qualifiers going on over in North and South America. Again, the Americas. Uh, Uruguay, they are going to France in 2023. That's, you know, if COVID doesn't skittle them all. Um, Canada... By losing, they have lost out, uh, not going to the World Cup for the first time in World Cup history since 1987. The US will have to go into a playoff against Chile over two legs. Chile beating Canada, US losing to Uruguay. Now, <laughs> wait for this. Uruguay are going into a group with Italy. That's not, that's okay. They can handle Italy. France, the hosts, that's going to be tough. And New Zealand, that is just an absolute <laughs> group of death. Not much reward there. <laughs> no, no, no. Just to kind of keep the score down, like, you know. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, of course, Tyson Fury, he retained his World Heavyweight Championship last, well, early hours this morning, 7 o'clock this morning, or 7.30 this morning, the fight finished up. He won by 11 round KO over Deontay Wilder. So that was their best of three. The first one was a draw, which I actually thought Fury won. Fury won the second uh, with a knockout in the seventh. And, of course, he 
you know, basically, had a, he, he got up off the canvas twice. It was it was a very very good fight to listen to. Um, right in the European Nations League, of course, the semi-finals played midweek. The final uh, third place fi- playoff was won by Italy two one over Belgium. And right now, right now, the game is going on between Spain and France. It kicked off around fifteen minutes ago. Um, Andrew, do we have a score on that, or is it still scoreless? Uh, still goalless at the moment. Okay, still, still goalless. goalless at the moment. Okay, folks. Now remember, there's also a giveaway to win two. VIP tickets to this weekend, or sorry, next weekend's uh, Moscow Derby between Spartak and Dino. It's a sellout, right? It's a sellout, but that's me tucking my hand on the table just in case you're wondering what that sound was. Which is a sellout, but you will have two tickets for a plus seven ninety five one 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 one. Hashtag capital VIP. We've got quite a few people already writing in, so capital hashtag capital VIP. Okay, um. Russia, let's just say, they didn't get lucky the other day um, against Slovakia, but they did, you know, it was a very even game. They were outworked by Slovakia, but they came away with a 1-0 win, Andrew. Um, It was a good enough result for them. I mean, I think they deserved it overall. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, if you look at the statistics, I think Slovakia had something like 20, 25 shots, but a lot of them were long-range efforts. It wasn't wasn't that they were battering down the door. Getting a 1-0 win was absolutely brilliant. I know it shouldn't sound particularly emphatic, but that three points now basically puts Russia in the position where they really want to be tomorrow night against Slovenia. If they get that win, I'm pretty sure that would guarantee them second place in the group. So the worst case scenario before the Croatia game at the end, that's that comfort zone that they want. So it was a, it was a decent performance, did the job, but it wasn't inspiring, but it doesn't need to be. No, I mean, three points are three points. Uh, we said if you got six points from these two games, that's going well. Now, we're playing Slovenia, of course, in the next game. That's going to be a little bit tougher, down in Slovenia, down mm-hmm. in Ljubljana, in the, I said, the People's Garden. Um, that's going to be tough for them because Slovenia are no mugs, but at the same time, is it is it a case maybe that Russia might just have a little bit too much for them? Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, safety first from Karpin. He's, to be fair to him, it's not been inspiring so far, but four games, four clean sheets in a row, and he knows that simply avoiding defeat will will do the job. I think I think he'll basically shut up shop. I don't think he's going to go for the win, but if he did, it would that would be fantastic. Um, personally, I think he should, because I think Slovenia are there for the taking, but they have a very, very dangerous forward line, um, which sort of belies their, their place in the group, so it'll be dangerous. Okay. Um, quickly, local news before we go ahead to look ahead to the, uh, the next weekend's uh, Russian Premier League games. Uh, all change at Lokomotiv. Uh, they have... Uh, fired, of course, their coach, their Serbian specialist, as they like to call him, uh, brought in German specialists, a kind of relatively unknown, um, with a lot less top-level experience. Um, quickly tell us who it is and, you know, kind of why he's been brought in. Well, uh, Marcus uh, Gisdol has come in, um, a German 52-year-old. A lot of his coaching career has been in youth development. Um, he knows Ralph Rangnick, of course, um, from Schalke when he was assistant manager then. Um, he, he's not really pulled up trees, and I've, I've been asking a few of my, my German colleagues, and they are surprised, to be honest, because when Rangnick arranged his his setup with locomotive there was a bit of excitement well what influence can he bring in um the recruitment on the pitch has been good but and this comes around to why nikolic has left it was done without a lot of collaboration with him that's how he's portrayed us anyhow um i don't know how this is going to work to be honest uh, because i don't know enough about um marcus gisdol but it might be i'm not going to say a masterstroke but it might be the right sort of signing because a coach with perhaps a bit more to prove 
um, may not be quite so dogmatic about how things are done for them. So um, I'm willing to give them time, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's not the most uh, thrilling appointment, but... Who knows? No, I mean, he has he has experience. He, he has worked with decent clubs as well in Germany and has worked under a lot of pressure, for example, in Cologne. But at the same time, he, he's, he, he just seems to be kind of a, a face brought in. And this is what I've, I've been told. Um, an issue with him is that he just he comes in and he's kind of a, you know, a, a figurehead for sporting directors and other people. He's not actually his own man. Nikolic did seem to be his own man, but at the same time, at the same time as Nicholas was fired, Leonchenko, of course, the general director, he's been fired as well. So, I mean, it does seem to be an awful lot going on at the RGA Arena. Well, uh, this, is, this is why I think, this is why I said, I think, not a major masterstroke, but it might be the right sort of appointment. Because if you're going to have a setup that clearly is, we're bringing in our own men, then that perhaps is what needs to happen. I think Nicholas was. Um, hard by the, the the lack of attacking football it, and that that really cost him but you you can't fault his record you can't fault how he stabilized the club um and they're a very very hard to beat side only one defeat in his last game um this season so Gisdol, i i think with the young players that have come in perhaps that's also a nice little link he's got good experience with youth development and with the likes of Becca Becker, Angerine's not really had much game time, perhaps he'll succeed. Um, I, I think it's worth giving a bit of time to see how it'll go. OK, we're reaching around now to Andy Mack. Andy, um, welcome on to the show. Uh, listen, first of all, congratulations on Scotland's historic win over Israel 3-2. Uh, that was, you know, one for the ages. Um, I want to ask you straight up, Andy, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Tomorrow's game, how do you reckon it's going to go? And, and, and Andrew Flynn says he, he's happy with a, you know, or not happy, but it should be a draw. What do you reckon? You're talking Russia now? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I thought Russia's performance, having, I only really saw the highlights, but um, going by that, it was all Slovakia. Um, lots, of, lots of concerns. The goal that Russia got, was just, um, I mean, yeah. an absolute mess up at the back. And beyond that, they didn't really offer a great deal. Slovenia are unbeaten at home in their last 10 uh, fixtures. They have a pretty good record at, uh, at Maribor Stadium. I won't attempt to actually say the name. Um, it's, it's got too many consonants. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a tough night, to be honest. For, from what I saw from Russia for the last couple of games, I think Slovenia might ruin their party of um, taking it to the last game against Croatia. Okay, I should say, I, I did make a mistake earlier. I said, I said uh, Ljubljana, Ljubljana, it was actually amazing Maribor, of course. Thank you, Andy, for pointing that out. It's called the Ljutskivert, it means the people's garden. There you go. Uh, that, that's the benefit of me spending four years there <laughs> knowing the lingo. Um, Andy, uh, I'm going to ask you, first of all, uh, looking ahead to next weekend's games here in the Russian Premier League, uh, local going to Rubin under new management, um, uh, at least, well, we, we think that the new manager will be definitely on the bench for that. He's still waiting for uh, clearance, they say. Um, but at the same time, I mean, out in Rubin, uh, it's on Saturday 4.30. That's not going to be an easy one, is it, Andy? No. Um, there's only two teams with a with a better home record than, than Rubin in the league, and that is, in fact, Lokomotiv and, and Zenit. So really not, a, really not an easy game to get going. Uh, the one good thing would be that the, the wheels have slightly come off Slutsky's um, early charge. They're, they're now four straight defeats. So, pressure's on both. But um, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe go for a sneaky, sneaky low-score draw. 
Okay, let's go dry. Yeah, that that does seem you know fair enough for that. Um, okay, big big. Uh, well, we're giving away tickets for the Spartak Dynamo Derby. Andrew Flint. That is on at seven o'clock on Saturday here in out at the Akriti Arena. Um, I mean that that's. I, I mean. I don't know. I, I don't know how to call that one because Spartak, I mean, there seems to be so much of a mess there at the moment. Yeah. Dinamo, though, you know, they're up in second place. If they win, they're, they're, they're staying on Zenit's tail. But does that look like another draw as well? I think so. Um, Dinamo's last game uh, against Krillia, losing at home to Krillia, was a, was a major shock. And it's... It's one or two performances like that from Dynamo this season, which makes me think it, they, they're going so well, but the pressure is on to keep up with Zenit, like you say. I think they might struggle. I think the occasion might uh, might slightly get to them. Um, so, yeah, well, we'll have to see. I think it's it's a it's a huge game for both of them because um, Spartak are finally catching up. They're only uh, three points behind Dynamo, so that is a fairly obvious motivation for them. Um, it's getting so tightly packed up there, but I think Dynamo may possibly struggle. And are you okay on that? That you know that uh, Spartak it could be you know maybe if not a draw, Spartak could actually sneak it at home. Um, I, I, I would think. <sighs> My my head says Spartak, but when you look at the uh, the track record and, and, and history of this game, um, the home side normally does quite badly. Um, only three home wins in the last ten or so fixtures, so draw maybe one one. Okay, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah we're, we're looking at that. Okay, finally, of course, Siska and I'm staying with you for this one because it's going to be painful for Andrew Flint. <laughs> Ural on Sunday are hosting uh, Siska at two o'clock, so the Ural needs to are looking to get a bit of a spanking, aren't they? Well, they, they've kind of turned it. They've kind of turned it round. Uh, three, what is it? Three wins on the spin now, including I don't know if it was a friendly or a cup match against uh, Vladimir. Um, CSK struggled a little bit against Nizhny Novgorod, but you'd think they'd be too strong. Um, maybe a two-nil win. Okay, four. CSK. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, Andrew, think you're going along with that? Uh, absolutely not. Um, Oral are absolutely <laughs> flying at the moment, as, as Andy says. Three games ago, it looked dead and buried, but um, that's uh, three games unbeaten on the trot. Um, I actually do think Oral will make it very difficult for them. The best performance of the season was at home to Lokomotiv, another big a big side to come out to Katzenberg. And a bit of positivity is all it takes, although that consistent lack of goal threat for Oral is a big problem. So a nil-nil is about the best Oral could hope for. Okay, um, Andrew, uh, or sorry, Andy Mack, I'm going to ask you this very, very quickly. Jordan Larson, uh, the son of your former uh, hero, uh, looks like he could be going to Fiorentina in the winter break. Uh, good move for him? Um, absolutely brilliant move for him, because I think Fiorentina's formation would certainly suit him a lot better than the, the reshaping that's happened at, at Spartak. Um, and I think he will probably be primed um, to be Dusan Vlavic's replacement eventually, who's refusing to sign a new deal, uh, even though he has two years left on his contract. I think Fiorentina will look to cash in on him, at least at the end of this season. Um, so a good, I, th- I think a good move for him that within a year, I think that will give him time to settle. There won't be too much pressure on him. Um, and then once he's, once he's there and into the groove of it, he'll, he'll become the focal point of their attack. So I think it's quite a good move and a, and a, a definite step up. Okay, now we have to mention because, of course, four players were named in World Soccer's top 500 players in the world. Um, or it was Europe, yeah, no, in the world, yeah. Um, 
There was uh, Golovin at Monaco. Uh, of course, he's a midfielder. Jitter were forwards Artyom Zuba, uh, Zabolotny from Siska, and uh, Sobolev from Spartak. So they're named in the top 500 players in the world. Um, Andy Mack, I'm going to ask you very, very quickly. Uh, Newcastle, of course, now under Sharia law, uh, or Saudi ownership, um, they're playing at home against Tottenham Hotspur next Sunday at 430 or oh, sorry, six thirty hour time. Um, should we expect you know, uh, you know, let's just say Easel to be in a bad mood next Sunday evening? <laughs> um, I'm I'm really not sure that the takeover is going to be um, really um, it's such an exhilarating thing for the current players that are there. Uh, I think more like they're not really sure what's going to happen next. Uh, I'd be saying a Spurs win. Okay. What about the, the, the rumor of Neil Lennon being back to come down as football director? Good luck to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to... Uh, Andy, by the way, were you surprised with Tyson Fury's um, you know, powerful win this morning? I, I didn't see any of it, but it, it didn't surprise me that both men kept falling over a lot. Yeah, top yeah. heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah quite top heavy listen Andy Mack thank you very much you'll be back on us for the big filthy quiz a little bit later on so uh, we'll let Andy Mack go away and we're going to go away we're going to come back of course with Jonathan Higgins in just a few minutes and to uh, whet the appetite for what's coming up because of course we're all in a good mood at the moment after we have a little bit of a mic mix up here in the studio because we're back actually in the the the, 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 the evil, not the evil air, the lair of uh, Capital FM here in downtown <laughs> Moscow. Um, sort of, not, well, yeah, northwest Moscow. Right, um, we're going out with Justin Timberlake and Can't Stop the Feeling. We hope it won't stop because we're going to come back with John Hickens right after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body When it drops, ooh I can't take my eyes off it Moving so phenomenally Come on, like the way we rock it So don't stop Just imagine. 
Лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey. From the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. To grow sales, brand awareness and grab your target audience, you need a great brand ambassador. Match Business Consulting represents the brightest stars in Russian sport who will shine around the world for your business. Yes, Folks, that is very, very true. Okay, uh, we're going to go into the phone in just one moment with Jonathan Higgins. Uh, no score update, not a still nil all? Uh, still nil nil, yeah. Still nil. So about yeah. 23 minutes gone, 24 minutes gone? Uh, about, about 10 minutes till half-time now. Okay, 10 minutes half-time, okay. Really? It's a 30-odd 30, 30 minutes gone? Uh, yeah, quarter two kick-off, ah, just okay. before we went on out here. Lovely, okay, yeah. all right, so there we go. I was slightly unaware of that. Okay, so, folks, uh, we're going to go straight over to, uh, I, I think he's in Galway. I did say Galway, gorgeous Galway, before um, when I was introducing the whole well, segments of the show. Um, before I do actually introduce him, I have to pull myself back because I'm getting, like, waved out here. Um, plus 795 Hashtag capital VIP to win two VIP tickets to this uh, coming weekend's Moscow Derby Spartak against Dinamo out in the Okriti Arena. So they are very well worth it. That is food and drink and looked after very, very well. Okay, we're going to go straight over to Ireland to the face of Virgin Media's uh, Champions League coverage. Great friend of our show and actually one of the really, really very, very good guys in sports media, Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm very good after an intro like that. Well, you should be, and it's, it's the truth, you know that, because, I mean, you were one of the last people we had on before we, we locked down last year. So, uh, you know, it, it sort of, it was it stuck in my mind, thinking, my, my God, like, you know, we're very, very lucky to have people like you who, you know, are at the forefront of, you know, European football, as well as all other, like, you know, League of Ireland football, GAA as well. I mean, you know, specialists are, you know, just people who are specialists, but you are just multi-talented. Or as I say, the jack of all trades, the master of none, I think is the old cliche, isn't it? <laughs> I don't buy that one sec. I don't buy that for a second. Um, John, I'm going to start off straight away because, of course, Ireland on, uh, well, last night had an absolutely terrific 3-0 win against uh, Azerbaijan. Um, the guy who was coming in for a lot of criticism, Mr. Callum Robinson, who, of course, said that he'd been sick, I think, twice with COVID um, and you know didn't want to get vaccinated. He he really showed up and showed off very well. And actually, he, he could have scored another two or three goals. Um, I hate to say it, and I did say well, I did say it last week that uh, you know this could be a corner turned for Ireland. But is this is Ireland finally on the the right road under Stephen Kenny? Oh, I suppose that depends really who you talk about. This is um, Stephen Kenny seems to be one of these managers where there is no in the middle at all. You seem to have two sides of the spectrum. I would say one more kind of locally based, and that's a very loose definition of the word, but as in obviously Stephen, Ireland, Stephen Kenny has a um, huge um, League of Ireland background to him in these times at the various clubs and highlighted in particularly by the success that he had at Dundalk. And there's a huge element of, say, that side of the Irish football and society and then on the flip side, obviously, 
football is multicultural now many times and Irish football in particular has been for some for some time as well and there's another I suppose spectrum of the Irish football in audience that wouldn't necessarily have much of a grow, much of a love, much of a passion, much of an interest for, say, domestic affairs and would be probably highlighted by some of our recent manager aerial appointments and would be, have been very anti Stephen Kenny since he came in and, and I suppose there's an element of the way Mick McCarthy's ending, his second ending came to an end. It wasn't as dramatic as his first ending but there is still the way COVID came in and uh, that kind of weird situation with the contract. And then he kind of came into a situation like that, taking the job, that it was split down the middle. And that has escalated for quite some time. And um, I suppose the reality is, as well, is the the results just weren't good enough. Now, it's not too much of a cliche to say football isn't nearly uh, in this situation in Ireland in such a rebuilding programme. Because you've got to bear in mind that, for, in my mind, for many a year, Irish football was mismanaged both on the pitch and off the pitch, and we've had high-profile um, issues. Shall we say you got to sometimes you've got to be careful the way your choice of phrase uh, with a lot of this stuff. But there's been issues highlighted uh, both uh, on both sides of, of that argument as well, and that side of the coin. And yeah, you know, even something simple of a keeper. Let's say take a Darren Randolph's exclusion from the squad for the last while there was a certain element of the uh, some parts of the media that would have uh, I suppose loyalty and uh, or maybe links towards say Mick McCarthy and particularly we're using this as I saw people going on giving out about how a, an experienced goalkeeper with 50 odd caps for Ireland uh, wasn't picked and how it was a disgrace and it was another sign of Stephen Kenny's mismanagement now thankfully most people would saw common sense on the, on the, on the situation and saw a situation where he's a player that's not playing football at the moment and you look at the, the the upcoming situation in both of terms of looking for the future and not taking a short-minded approach like loads of other managers recently have taken, and also in terms of the style of football, how you would go and you pick uh, keepers like Bazuna, like Kellers, like Travers, etc. That's just one small thing. So, uh, like I think, I think progress has been made all along. The results, yes, haven't been good enough. He needed that result. Now it's still only. You know, it's, it's as Vazan, I don't think they're a great football inside. I think that's pretty clear, and the situation there as well in the camp and not and the, out in the stadium, not having much of an atmosphere, etc., etc. It wasn't like the, the hardcore away trip. Um, but it was important to get the result. I think it's just taken, uh, I suppose, a couple of nights that were getting sharpened to go in his back. The, 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 the funny thing is, though, uh, Alan, is it was a situation where I didn't think it was one of the best performances from, uh, from a. In the era of Stephen uh, Kenny, but at the same time, scored three, could have got another six, you know, three yeah, or four yeah. easily as well. Could have really could have racked up a, a score. So it's just kind of range. I think it was only forty percent possession. Where at times we were, you know, earlier in the campaign, we're you know, up in the high sixties. I think it was even seventies in seventies at one stage, but just not getting the results. I think it was another positive small step. It's just to get everyone off the back completely. It's going to have to do a lot more. But is he the right man for the job? In my point of view, absolutely. Okay, listen, I, I'm, I'm with you on that because again, you, you are, you know, covering the League of Ireland. You can see how it's developing. You can see the passion. You can see the, the, you know, the, the quality that actually comes through. Of course, a lot of people, they say, like, what the ball striker, Georgie Kelly, who scored a lot of goals. Uh, Georgie Kelly, I'll say it slower at that time. Um, but they say, oh, he'll have to keep scoring goals and maybe move to England. So, you know, it's kind of, it's a, it's a difficult situation for a lot of Irish players to be in. But I'm with you on that. I think, think Stephen Kenny deserves enough 
lot more time. I thought he was very hard done by uh, at Shamrock Rovers. I mean, I knew people, uh, for example, Damien Richardson spoke with him. He asked Damien, should I take the job? And Damien kind of said to him, well, you know, it's it's your dream job. Like Shamrock Rovers are his local team. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a poison chalice for, for Rovers. But, okay, uh, looking... Across the water, as they say oh, uh, at home, uh, at Newcastle United, um, a lot of debate this week, um, you know, online, offline, about this the, the, this Saudi takeover. Um, what's your take on it, pardon the pun? Um, the, you've got to be careful. Some, I said a choice of phrase when I was speaking about some of the past natures of the FBI and stuff. <laughs> um, I think, uh, without going overboard, I think it's another darker day in football and worlds um, everybody went into vast hysteria a couple of months back when the Super League was trying to be formed and uh, if you listen if you listened even to some parts of the football and industry defeating that all of a sudden got rid of all the bad in football and everything went back to being this rosy garden again which clearly isn't the case this is a, a dark dark day uh, for not just English football for football as a whole I worry at times I'm passionate football supporter. I would watch football a couple of guys in the park um, to, the, to the highest levels I would watch and enjoy it but I am hugely hugely concerned about the way the football industry and it is an industry is going um, this is this is a bad day and uh, I, I totally get the excitement from the uh, and the, I suppose a little bit of tribalism from the Newcastle supporters they're so happy to get rid of one owner and they're completely blinded by the optimism and, and the, the huge riches that the new uh, owners are going to bring to the club. But I think sometimes you just got to take a step back. And there was one small thing in it that really, really kind of grinded my gears. Really, was this obviously this takeover has been on the cards for quite some time, and it's been held up uh, by the Premier League for quite some time. And I was led to believe that. The reason why it was being held up for so long was kind of this new, you hear all the time, due diligence, being done, tests being done, and new owners, etc. We can't go down that. And you thought, okay, I was like, okay, okay fair enough. This is this is actually a positive step. Here's the football empowers, the football authorities, in this case, the Premier League, standing up and going, and we have to do the right thing here. But from the reports from the last couple of days, it led to believe that was just over a dispute over TV coverage. That was their only concern about it. They once that. That was clear they were able to do the tick box exercise. I find that utterly disgusting. It infuriates me that you can just ignore all the other huge, huge moral issues and then just be concerned about a TV deal. I just, just, I find it sickening, I have to say. Um, you have to be concerned the way football industry is going for quite some time, and I think this is another dark, dark day. And uh, without going overboard, I, I, really, I really worry about our beautiful game. Uh, Andrew Flint and Sudi here with me. Andrew, I mean, what's your reaction to that as well? I mean, John, like John's been very, very honest, very, very direct about it. Yeah. You know, you can't begrudge Newcastle fans their moment of joy, so to speak, but it's joy at a cost, isn't it? it well, it certainly is. Um, Jonathan's absolutely right. It does not sit comfortably at all, to put it mildly. There are so many elements to this, and there shouldn't be, but there are, because Newcastle fans have had what has been a pretty miserable time for them. It's not as miserable as plenty of other fans, uh, fans of Berry who have gone out of existence um but i can see you can understand their joy that's one level that's a very simplistic level but you just simply cannot like, like jonathan said you cannot look past where this is coming from and I, I i honestly don't know where i stand on this though because 
if we moralize about this, we have to moralize about everything else. There are so many strands of, let's say, unsavory investment control. I think what sits, uh, one of the things that sits least comfortably with me about this is the level, the height of government that was brought in um, to try and push through the deal. We were told that the, the Saudi investment fund had asked Boris Johnson to intervene. Um, I mean, when you get that to intervene, well, basically you're ignoring the whole point of a fit and proper person's test, uh, you know, to, to, to filter out what you would not like to come in as owners. Um, Jonathan, I'm just going to go to Jonathan on that. Thank you, Andrew. That's a point, um, Jonathan, that I think was raised but then kind of ignored as well is the political interference. And especially one of the issues that Saudi basically money is uh, accounts for around 7% of the London, like the, the London Stock Exchange and Finance situation. So, um, you know, if you're competing with that, with national interests, we see how it goes in Russia, we see how it goes in the UK, in America. You know, if the government wants it through, they'll push it through as well. So is there a hope for football at all? With that good overboard, no, I don't think there is ultimately. Um, because what chance do everyone else have of proceeding? Will there ever be another Leicester? Will there ever be a situation like that? Is the is the fairy tale, is the romance gone completely of football? Obviously, look, it's been huge investment in recent years, and you know, to highlight it, you take UK football in terms of the Premier League, and I, I actually there's a very good documentary done by the BBC there, a series done recently as well about how how that was all brought together, and ultimately, like many other things uh, in in sporting worlds, that was brought together in ter- in terms of increasing revenue, and it's just escalated, and we have the product that we have uh, now. But like, it, it's right, it really, really, I suppose. Without going too political, I've never really, I wouldn't be much, personally, I wouldn't be much of a fan of the current UK government. But also what really kind of grind my gears again is, I suppose, the uh, kind of putting the bread on both sides, to go to go the old Irish uh, saying there, Alan, in terms of you look at the Super League and it turns out that, you know, if you're led to believe what some of the spokesperson and what jo- uh, Boris Johnson has released in terms of, oh yeah, I came together and I stopped it. When the reality was that he was in talks with said people prior to this, so it's yeah. kind of oh, I'll do I'll do the right I'll do the right things and I'll say whoever I want to. But the fact that you have the have the I suppose it's and you touched on it there, but the, the knock on effects um, that it has as well, it's just a scary proposition, isn't it? It is, and look, look, I want to. I mean, okay, we'll move on to something more positive, and that's the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, your team. Um, <laughs> right now, they're, they're driving their they're first and goal on the Tennessee five-yard line, uh, the, of course, Tennessee Titans. Um, they're losing 31-19, sorry to say. Uh, Trevor Lawrence scores the number one pick, absolutely amazing quarterback. But it looks like he might be playing under a new coach kind of soon because Urban Meyer, the absolute legendary university college coach, um, who won national titles with two different universities, with Ohio State and with the University of Florida, was caught on camera kind of dirty dancing or being ground upon by a woman who wasn't his wife. And he said he was only there in Ohio to see his grandkids. And that wasn't his granddaughter. <laughs> I certainly hope it wasn't. Um, As we saw, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. Johnson, why'd you bring that into it? <laughs> I'm sorry, I do apologise. But uh, in, in terms of quickly, quickly change to the subject, we're back to the, the subject matter. Um, the joke going around Jacksonville from a couple of my cousins over there was prior to this game, it looks like it will be 0 on 5 here as well. But prior to this game, Jacksonville Jaguars war 0 on 4. The joke was that 
Urban was zero and five coming into this game because he's lost his marriage now as well, or, or whatever the, the knock on effects as well. Um, yeah, look when you when you scratch that surface a little bit deeper as well, the fact that he stayed personally a little bit uh, longer on that trip uh, to visit the grandkids, and then those videos come to uh, come to light. Um, it's just not a lot, not a good look, is it? I think it's a. Uh, it's it's like anything. Um, it's the sort of thing that you, if you're at the opposite end of the result spectrum, you might have a different all oh, jersey, Jack the Lad, or whatever. But when you are in a situation like this, uh, big questions are going to be asked. And uh, yeah, no, I've kind of it's become the weekly depression watching the Jacksonville Jaguars because <laughs> they do so so much so good, and then the little buttons get unravelled and, and things fall apart. There's a, there's huge improvements, although. No, as what I say, I thought there was a touchdown there as well, but no, it's, no, uh, no. it's been blocked off. Yeah, so uh, yeah, no, it's not good. Actually, I, mean, I should have known. I should have had, <laughs> should have had more sense, shouldn't I? Yeah, listen. Look, before, um, before before we go out to the break, because I know you're going to say I want us for the quiz uh, for your punishment, but I want to just ask you, just if you can sum it up for our listeners in thirty seconds, what's it like when you're fronting the Champions League coverage for a channel? What's it like when you're down in Anfield when you're there, you're presenting, and you hear? the anthem going up. How does it feel, Jonathan? Oh, God, how long have you got? You might need to extend that break. Um, um, <laughs> we've, we've got about 35 seconds. <laughs> it just surreal. Um, the opportunity came, across, came around uh, last minute. Um, it was one of those situations where you get asked, can I get over to the game? And you say yes, and then you try and figure out how, how you're going to try and arrange everything. Surreal. Um, a magical night as well. Fans were back at Anfield for the first time in 535 days. The atmosphere was as loud as I've ever had it. Heard it in Anfield, and I've heard a lot of loud nights. But yeah, pinch yourself is probably the best description. Um, you see the personnel around you. You see some of the. You see Maldini. You see the likes of him, Peter Schmeichel, a very nice guy. I have to say, next door as well for for doing his coverage as well. It's just a, a dream come true. So um, yeah, no, to- totally, uh, totally blessed for the opportunity, and uh, let's hope there'll be more down the road. But uh, even if it's just that, uh, I could die a happy man now. Listen, well-deserved, Jonathan, because you are, as I said, you're one of the great guys that I've ever dealt with. There's a lot of very, very good people in sports and sports media. You're one of the very best. Jonathan, so no, we're going to go out to break and we'll be back with you in just a minute. Uh, we'll say thank you to Jonathan. Of course, that segment was brought to you by Match Business Consulting, representing the brightest stars in Russia's sport. Find your ideal brand ambassador on match-business.com. We're going to break right now with... Paul Oakenfold and Starry Eyed Surprise. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Once again, I find myself with my friends. Dancing the night away, it's like the party never ends. Then again, we don't want it to stop, cause tonight's the night. It goes sweatbox, laser beam, flashing lights. Wild cards, men from Mars, dressed in stars and stripes. Electric, electric, ladies of the evening. Drinking booze and mingling. Mashing to the music, I could do anything. Freaky deaky stars, speckles and pink butterflies. And life is nice, so nice. I walk into a club and I found paradise. I'm seeing stars, I can't believe my eyes. I'm seeing stars. Sugar, dance all night to this DJ. Dance all night to this DJ. I love a dance all night to this DJ. Uh-huh. 
you got to feel the rush, feel the spice of life. Thug life, shifty rolls of dice, snake eyes, surprise eyes in, mesmerizing. The minds are sick ones, cause what we are is victims of fun. Come on, come on, the fun has just begun. Come on, the fun has just begun. завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций. Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви. Скорее к истории. Реклама 18 ⁇ Okay, welcome back, folks. Remember, plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three hashtag capital VIP. Yes, to win those two VIP tickets to next weekend's game. Be ready to go to that one because, folks, it will be an absolute cracker. The boys are calling it a score draw. I think it. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go with a score draw on that, but it will be an interesting game, of course, between Spartak Moscow and Dynamo Moscow. Okay, we're going to have the big fat filthy quiz right now. So, of course, Andrew Flint is here with me in the studio, and we have some of our. Well, I would say there are thirty dozen, but they're not. Uh, we have Andy Mack is back. Uh, we have Double N, and we have Johnson Higgins. Am I correct, guys? Just yeah. Yeah. Present. Yep. 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 Okay, lovely. Okay. Uh, of course, Peter P is uh, caught up somewhere. We don't know where he is. He's in parts unknown. Alex B is in the Canadian wilderness this weekend. And of course, Isolt, I'll say that, I'll just say she she was quite, she went to boxing last night, uh, to watch boxing, of course. Well, she could have been boxing as well. Who knows? <laughs> um, but she wa- she went to watch boxing last night in England and she was quite tired and emotional uh, and unable to take part this evening. Well, she was going to dinner. That's her excuse anyway. But I think... Um, Comfort food, yeah, I reckon so. Well, I mean, if 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 uh, one person can go out and have a bit of fun last night, and then still turn up today, actually two of them. <laughs> there we go. High professionals. Very very professional. Okay, so we're going to start off. Um, Andy Mack, you're going first. All right. Uh, Double N, you're going second. Um, Andrew Flint is going third, and in fourth, who could end up being first, Jonathan Higgins. So, okay, are we all ready? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as we like, Jonathan, we have a slightly new one. So, now today you're going to hear an audio clip. So, uh, turn up the ears so you'll be ready for this one. This is an audio clip, and today's audio clip um, won't be music, it'll actually be speech. It's going to be famous sports uh, speeches that are made in movies, okay? So, you're going to have to tell me the name of the movie and the name of the sport. 
Okay, the name of the movie and the name of the sport. Okay, so I'm, I'm saying that really nice. Actually, I think, I think I'm saying it quite well. So, the first one, okay, the first one we're going to say, uh, let me see. So, here we go. So, the first one is for, of course, Mr. Andy Mack. Andy Mack, you're going to have to tell me the name of the movie and the name of the uh, sport. Are you ready? Roger. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm ready to. Can you hear it, Andy? No, I can't hear anything. Off of nobody. Again. I see pride. Can I hear you? I see power. I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. Once again. I see pride. Junior. I see power. I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. Okay, Andy Mack. I played it a little bit longer for you. So what is the name of the movie? And what's the sport? (laughs) Five Uh, points for each. That 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 would be cool runnings. Very good. Uh, and obviously uh, bobsleigh. Well done, 10 points on the board. You're doing a Scotland on this, so that was your Israel moment. Okay, uh, here we go. The next one, the next one, okay. So, uh, Double N, this is for you, okay. And I think I think you've watched this movie. You have actually watched this movie. We discussed it, actually. So, here we go. Uh, ready, Double N? Uh, yep. All right, so here we go. So, I'm just setting it up here to be played. Losing fun? He's losing fun. No. Okay. What are you having fun for? Okay, so I think we know who the, the voice uh, is. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Sylvester Stallone, right? No! It should be Rocky. No! <laughs> no, it's not Rocky. It's not. All right, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It's Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt. Oh, Moneyball. Very well done. And the name of sport? Uh, it's football. No! No, sorry. <laughs> I, I shouted too loud. <laughs> no, it's baseball. <laughs> Sweet. Baseball. Sorry, I reacted too uh, emotionally to that one. I'm sorry. I'm very stressed today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Uh, all right. Now, come on now for Andrew Flint. You're here in the studio with me, okay? So, here we go. All right. So, this, again, the name of the movie and the name of the sport, or the, and what the sport is, okay? So, try to get this set up correctly. So, here we go. I'll, I'll make it play a little bit longer for you. So, again, you'll, you'll get it. So, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Pressing play. When you take that field today, it's coming through. you've got to lay that heart on the line, man. From the soles of your feet, with every ounce of blood you've got in your body, lay it on the line until the final whistle blows. And if you do that, you do it. If you do that, yeah, we cannot lose. Okay, so if you do it, you cannot lose. So, what is the name of the movie? What's the oh, name of sport? Oh, my word. It's one of those voices that's so distinct, and I can't think for the life of me who it is. I'm um, not asking about the actor. I just want the name of the movie, name of the sport. Quick. Uh, McConaughey. Uh, yes, of course it's Matthew McConaughey. Very good. Well done. Well done. Um, oh, God. Crying out loud. Um, something like that last nine yards or something like that? No. Okay. but okay. American, American football? Yes, well done. So it is. It's called We Are Marshall. We Are Marshall, the thundering herd. Okay. Uh, and finally, Jonathan, this is for you. And I think you, you will know this movie, and I think you will like it. Okay? So I think you'll like it. So uh, here we go. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a simple one, but you're, go- you're going to have fun with it. Okay? Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Here we go. I just have set it up. 
Tech, technology is playing tricks on me here today. Okay, here we go, Jonathan. You know why? No. Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. No crying. Okay. So, what is the movie? And of course, I think the sport is obvious. <laughs> Unfortunately. I think I could go yeah. with the easy option with the uh, ba- baseball. The clue was given in there. Um, yeah. I can't think of the movie. Do you know? Okay, who's the actor's voice? Very distinct voice. Is that De Niro, is it? No, no, it's Tom Hanks. It's League of Their Own. League of Their Own. League of their own. Yeah, there you go. So when the girls cry, we come up. Right, so Andy Mack is in the lead. He is on 10 points. And then everyone's else on five. So, okay, so we're moving on now to the missing word round. Okay. Uh, so here we go. All right. Um, uh, okay, so it's Andy Mack starting. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Right. This yeah. is the most nervous moment of yeah. each week. <laughs> I'm getting very, very nervous. Okay. <laughs> Working with male footballers is what? Working with made male like, footballers is what? Like a Riyadh slumber party. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> Helen uh, Nkwacha. Uh, she, of course, is the TB clo- coach. TB, not tuberculosis, but TB, name of the club, up in the Faroe Islands. Um, it's with, it's, you said it's not different. And I'm going to give you four for that, right? <laughs> four for that. Okay, uh, double N for you. Okay, missing word. Um... Scotland puffed what and won? <laughs> Quite a lot of things. Everyone's laughing at this one. <laughs> this is like... Okay. This. What did Scotland... Can I get a sport? <laughs> it's football! Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is right. Scotland winning something is kind of unusual. So, yeah, that's a very good question, Dublin. Well done. Right, so Scotland <laughs> puffed what and won? Just the ball, let's say. <laughs> puffed the ball. I'm going to give you five <laughs> points for that. It's puffed their chests out. There you go. Andy, can you oh. puff your chest out? No, not today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Andrew Flint here is in the studio. Okay. What fury recovers from two knockdowns to win? What fury recovers from two knockdowns to win? <laughs> Big Dossa Fury. <laughs> I'm going to give you three points. Right? No, it's actually superb, superb Fury. Okay. And finally to Jonathan Higgins. Okay. Uh, we, wa- we want to see what says new Newcastle owners. Oh, no. We want to see what. Oh. <laughs> this is just the way it added, just added up. Number four was you. So, okay. So... We want. To, what do they want to see? Uh, what do they want to see? Um, there's so many uh, variations that you could put in here. <laughs> what is the correct one? I, I'm not quite sure. Tess. I'm going to give you eight points. It's trophies. Trophies. <laughs> trophies, all right? Of course. So not, yeah. not, not Barry Venison in the shower. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not, no. No, definitely. And they're not going to see many nights out up in Newcastle as well. Right, here we go. Okay, finally out to the last round. Uh, Andy Mack is in the lead on 14 points. On 10 points, double N. On uh, 8 points, Andrew Flint. And on 13 points, Jonathan Higgins. Okay, so it's very, very tight at top. Only one point separating the top two. Right, this is uh, the odd one out. So tell me which is the odd one out and tell me why is it 
odd. This is about the Russian men's football team, which is also very, very <laughs> odd. Right, first one for you, Andy Mack. All right. A, C, or H? A, C, or H? Just just those letters. Yeah. Which is the odd one out. <laughs> Sorry. H, because it, it, it doesn't exist in the Russian alphabet. Oh, actually it does as an X. It looks like an X. That's a H. A H, oh yeah, it's not H. <laughs> well, actually, no, you're wrong. It's actually C, because uh, C is the only one that they weren't, it wasn't a group that they played it in the finals. Sorry. So, uh, it, it, yeah, sorry. It's, it, it's, it's random. It's very random. Okay, <laughs> double N, over to you. Fabio Capello, Yuri Siomin, or Gus Hiddink? Fabio Capello, Yuri Siomin, uh, or Gus Hiddink? Who's the other I'll one? I'll go with Siomin. No. I'll it, go with Siomin. Okay, no, you shouldn't have gone with Siomin. <laughs> it it's Fabio Capello, but why is he the odd one out? Uh... Uh, he didn't. He didn't take over the Russian team, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, <that's something laughs> all right. No, you, uh, no, I'm not giving you any points then. No, that's it. <laughs> no, it was. He's the only one that actually to coach them to a uh, World Cup final. So the only one to qualify okay. with Russia for World Cup finals. Okay, Andrew Flint, over to you. Okay, this is an interesting one for you. Okay, Bishovets, Bondaryuk, or Karpin. Bishovets, Bondaryuk, or Karpin. Um, but I'm going to say Carpin. Very good. Why? That's five points. Because he's the only manager not to have conceded a goal. You're so close. It's painful. Not that you're close to me. You are close to me. But that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a different thing. That's a different thing. Yeah, he's the only one to have actually won a game of those three. The others never won a game. Ah, of course. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, okay. We got five points for that. So, that's okay. You're into 13. Uh, you're on 13 points. Um, so, you are at least in second place for the moment. Jonathan, this is down to you. Okay. This is down to you now. So, um, you'll like this one. Okay. You'll like this one. Algeria, Belgium, or England? Which is the odd one out? Uh, is it too easy to say Algeria? It is too easy to say Algeria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's actually Belgium. Belgium, okay. So what is the odd one out? Why are they odd? Well, Belgians are odd in any case, but why are Belgium odd in this case? On the playlist, yeah, I know, I'm going to be <laughs> uncursed. Okay, so Jonathan, why, for five points, for the win, why are Belgium the odd one out of those three teams? Algeria, England and Belgium. That is a very good question. <laughs> That's um, right. But does one know the answer? Uh, I don't know. Okay. They're the only one of those three to have actually beaten Russia in a World Cup finals. Okay. Or a European or World oh. Cup finals. Yeah. So there you go. So England drew with them, of course, oh. uh, in Marseille. Algeria drew with them in um, Brazil. And, of course, uh, Belgium beat them in Brazil. OK, so the winner this evening, Andy Mack, well done. He has returned. The return to Mack has been very, very good. Uh, Double N finished on 10 points. Andrew Flint finished on 13. And also on Unlucky 13, Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan, thank you so, so much for your time today. I look forward to seeing you on more Virgin Media coverage. 
My pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. I okay. really enjoyed that, even if I was absolutely awful, of course. Listen, you finished in joint second place. You got a joint silver medal. It's great. It's okay. All right, Andy Mack, congratulations. Double thank N, you. thank you very, very much as well. And of course, we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, folks, we're going to go out in just a moment. The winner of the uh, quiz, or sorry, um, it's not, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Anna. And Anna wrote in, Anna, you didn't win, unfortunately. Dennis, you didn't win. There's many people who didn't win. Vladimir as well. Sergei didn't win. The winner is Alisa. Alisa has won the tickets to go to watch the game. So Alisa will be contacting you in the morning. But thank you very much, folks, for taking part. And, of course, we will be messaging you, uh, you know, to thank you all for taking part. And uh, we'll have more to give away next week as well. Um, okay, so, Antrofin, you have one quick thing to say before we go out. And also, can you tell me what the score of the uh, European National League's final is still nil? It is still nil-nil. Doesn't look like a very exciting game. To be okay. Honest. All right. So you've something to say before we go out to the uh, well new week. <laughs> well, um, I, uh, thanks very much for having me in the studio for for two shows. I love coming back here. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got uh, a little something for a certain dancing lady in Bowden um, coming up. But um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me in. And don't worry, I've behaved myself, Mum. I promise. Okay, so uh, of course that is to uh, Mrs. Flint. Uh, we're going to play it with George Ezra and Pretty Shiny People. Folks, um, look after yourselves until next week. Um, Andrew, thank you very much for being with us for these past two weeks. It's been great having you in the studio. Oh, pleasure, thank you. Okay, folks, we're going to go away. I'll say folks, I keep saying folks, say, okay, folks, listeners, thank you so much for taking part in our quiz tonight. Thank you so much for listening to us, for putting up with us. I hope you enjoyed the show and come back to us next week. Back, of course, 10 o'clock next Sunday with some very, very interesting guests as well so until next week we're going to play out with George Ezra Pretty Shiny People and look after yourselves and each other Capital Sports with Alan Moore Me and Sam in the car talking about America heading to the wishing world we've reached our last resort I turned to him said man help me out I feel I'm on an island in an ocean full of change can't bring myself to dive into an ocean full of change Am I losing touch? Am I losing touch now? He said Why, why, what a terrible time to be alive If you're prone to overthinking it Why, why, what a terrible